Hello and thank you for joining us. I'm Matt Stone and this is our 21 News Podcast and joining us today is attorney John Jarek of Ogletree Deacons. Uh, he is a employment, uh, specializes in employment law. They have 53 offices uh, throughout the United States and uh, John is out of Cleveland. John, thanks for joining us today. Uh, what we're talking about today is uh, people preparing to get back to the office and uh, employers preparing uh, to make sure that their workplaces are safe and ready to accept all the employees that are back. So, uh, John, moving forward from where we are now, what are some of the issues facing workers and businesses as people do get back to the workplace? Certainly. I think it's important that we all remember that many of the employees uh, in Ohio and throughout the United States have been at work throughout the pandemic. They've been coming in day to day uh, into essential workforces, manufacturing, um, healthcare, but uh, nursing homes. So people have been going to work. What we're looking at now is the, is the uh, people who could work remotely during the pandemic and that population coming back to work. And I think one of the things that's most difficult for that population is they've been out uh, working remotely for a year or more and bringing them back to work has been difficult both from their perspective and from the employer's perspective. So we're really preparing for that group uh, to return to work. Can companies order you to go back to work if you feel safer at home as long as they provide you with some type of reasonable accommodation? Uh, it's the employers. Uh, the employer in a private workforce can certainly require somebody to come into work and can also require you to be vaccinated um, uh, and subject to the duty to accommodate. There are two uh, primary accommodations. One is under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Under the Americans with Disabilities Act, employees who are substantially limited in a major life activity yet capable of performing the essential function of the job are eligible for accommodations. Uh, and then there's Title VII. Title VII is the discrimination laws, the federal discrimination law and there are parallel state laws and they allow for religious accommodations if you have a sincerely held religious belief. In addition to those two, if you are uh, pregnant, the pregnancy also may provide a, an accommodation obligation for the employer. What are some examples of, I know you just kind of mentioned some, but what are some examples of reasonable accommodations as it relates to the pandemic? Well, you know, one of the questions is, is the, is the request that the person cannot come into the workplace because of a, a condition, whether that condition is they're in a vulnerable population, whether it's age or a medical condition, uh, and then the accommodation request may be remote work. If the work cannot be performed remotely, a leave of absence may be the accommodation request. But for some who are coming back to work, uh, the accommodation might be not to be vaccinated. Uh, and if they cannot be vaccinated because of a religious belief or because of a, of a disability, uh, then the alternative to that might be wearing a mask in the workplace, working in a location that is separated from other people in the workplace. Um, but there are plenty of, of different accommodations that can be provided. In the context of, of COVID, it's typically time away from work, remote work, or safety precautions that we could provide, uh, including any, any measure from face coverings to respirators. So my doctor says I shouldn't go back to work. How do I, what steps do I take from there to contact my employer and and prove to them that uh, you know that I have an issue. Certainly. So under the Americans with Disabilities Act, it does not have to be any magic language. If you ask your employer or inform your employer that you have a condition that prevents you from uh, working in uh, an office setting because of COVID, you're in a high risk uh, situation, 
that's enough to trigger what they call the interactive process. The interactive process um, is, is a back and forth between the employer and the employee where the employer is allowed to ask you whatever it wants to find out um, if you are covered under the, the ADA and if the accommodation is necessary and if there are any alternative accommodations. Uh, under the ADA, you don't get the accommodation you asked for. You get the accommodation that uh, will enable you to perform the essential function of the job. So some may not get uh, remote work if they're asking for it. They might get additional safety procedures in the workplace. Can the company fire me if, if I don't go back? If you exhaust the interactive process and there are no accommodations that will allow you to work remotely and you do not come back to work, you could terminate the employment relationship. Now, it's important to remember that um, if you've exhausted all opportunities to come back to work, another potential accommodation is a leave of absence, and that's one that many people forget. So potential for a leave of absence that will enable me to come back to work at some point in the foreseeable future and perform the essential functions of the job. Is there a certain amount of days that's guaranteed for no guarantee. Um, uh, it's subject to the undue hardship analysis. So I'm giving you a lot of these terms here. They all have quotes around them. But uh, under the, when you're going through the interactive process, you look at what would be a hardship on the company. Uh, is three days a hardship, six days? And it depends on the position the burden and uh, accommodating the, you know, the absence. And it may be that you're in a position that can be covered by a temporary employee. In that case, the, the hardship is not great. And so it might be three or six months. Um, there have been cases in Ohio where I think uh, one was the Cleveland Clinic or University Hospitals where it was a nurse, an RN. Well, if you're one of 4,000 in a position, it's different than if you're one of two or one of one. So the hardship is an individualized assessment based on the facts and circumstances of the case. Um, but uh, it, it could be anywhere from days to, to months to even over a year. All right, let's say that the company has allowed me to stay home uh, to work, but they say that they're going to pay me less. Is that legal for them to do that? Um, you can pay in, in a private workforce, not outside of having an employment contract. You could pay employees whatever uh, you believe that is warranted. Many employers are changing the compensation scales for employees who are working remotely full-time now. Um, one of the issues is where, where are you reporting into? So uh, a location like Ohio or even Youngstown, it's a desirable place to bring in educated employees who want to work remotely because you might be working remotely in Chicago and they have a different pay scale in Chicago than they have here. So uh, it might be a pay, uh, pay increase. But uh, as long as you provide one pay period notice in Ohio, that's, uh, you know, biweekly, one pay period notice of a change in pay, if it's going to be less and um, that person continues, then, then that's, that's how you change pay in Ohio. What employment issues could uh, surface if the pandemic surges once again? And uh, can an employee ask to go back to a remote working environment once they have been back to work for a while? Uh, absolutely. So the, the, uh, what is reasonable is going to be determined based on the facts and circumstances. If the COVID rates increase, it might be that it, it, there is more risk for the employee being in the workplace. They need more safety precautions and possibly even uh, working remotely again. So it's all based on a, a moment in time and, and the circumstances presented, but that, that certainly can be the case. All right, let's say I'm, I'm finally back to work and I want to know which people around me are vaccinated and which ones aren't. Is that a question I'm allowed to ask? And does the employer have to tell me? 
Uh, You can ask whatever questions you want, but employers don't have to tell you that answer. That was one of the things we hoped that the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission would clarify in their recent guidance. What they said was employers cannot disclose vaccination information of employees. It is confidential medical information. So originally, um, uh, when before the EEOC came out with that guidance, uh, employers were planning to put stickers on your name tags or stickers on uh, on your name badges or other insignia that you were vaccinated. But uh, employers cannot disclose that information without violating uh, the ADA. So th- I, can I ask the employer then uh, if people are, are vaccinated and, and then expect them to make some type of accommodation for the ones that aren't? Um, Right now, the guidance from the CDC and the guidance from the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, that's OSHA, uh, both of those bodies, which do, uh, they, are, they are standards of care in the workplace, both of those bodies recommend um, that anybody who is not fully vaccinated wear a mask in the workplace and uh, that they social distance six feet or more uh, at, uh, at all times. So employers can require that of anybody who is not fully vaccinated. Employers can audit um, compliance with that regulation. So uh, employers can absolutely mandate if you are not uh, fully vaccinated and haven't provided proof of vaccination that you wear a mask at all times in the workplace and that you social distance from, from others. So kind of the same question I asked before. Let's say that I have found out that people around me are not vaccinated. Uh, I'm back at work. I'm concerned about my health. Uh, even though I am vaccinated, let's say I'm worried about the, the variants that have come up. What if the company has said that they don't plan on making any type of accommodation for me, and so then I want to go back home? Can they fire me for that if they if they choose not to accommodate me? If if you're not uh, a qualified individual with a disability under the ADA, then you're not entitled to an accommodation. And if the employee if you if you don't want to work in the workplace, the employer can terminate your employment. This is kind of a, a, new, a new thing for a lot of employers and a lot of employees. Where do you think this goes from here? Do you think we're going to see more regulations, more things introduced uh, into law to address these kind of issues? I think one of the things that made this so, so complicated was we were in a period of where federal was, uh, the federal government was not implementing many employment regulations. And so in the absence of federal regulation, what happens is state and local bodies step in and they regulate. And so we've not had a situation before where the health departments had played such a major role in the employment relationship. The health departments, uh, including the Ohio Department of Health and, and the county health departments, were informing employers about uh, what to do in the employment relationship. So I think that, um, I, I hope if we learn anything from uh, this as we come out of it, that a uniform set of guidance would be helpful uh, across state and county lines. Um, but um, you know, right now we're still in the thick of things, and, and hopefully we've seen the worst of COVID. I don't think we've seen the last of COVID. All right, John, I'll give you the last word. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to mention to the folks out there today? No, just uh, shout out to the Struthers Wildcats, uh, <laughs> uh, hometown. So I'm glad to be back and, and to see some of my friends from Youngstown and, and uh, look forward to visiting with them today. Yeah, for, if you, for those listening, if you're not aware, uh, John is from Struthers. Uh, he's also a very accomplished uh, athlete. He played football for the Vikings. Is that correct? Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. That's awesome. And uh, you go from uh, a football player to attorney. Uh, so thanks again, Attorney John Jarek of Ogletree Deacons uh, out of the Cleveland office. 
employment attorney. Thanks again for joining us today. And uh, thank you folks for listening uh, to our 21 News podcast. I'm Matt Stone. Have a good day, everyone.